now have our scripture reading. Today we are looking at Matthew eleven twenty eight through 12, verse 8. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? How he entered the house of God and they ate the bread of the presence, which was not lawful for him or his companions to eat, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and yet are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Word of the Lord. So, I think this is a really interesting day to be invited to preach somewhere. Today is both Father's Day and Juneteenth. So I think that um, probably most of the fathers this morning are sleeping in, much deserved. Um, and I also know that Father's Day can be complicated for some and joyful for some. But nonetheless, we celebrate today Father's Day. And Juneteenth, I don't know how how much you're familiar with Juneteenth. Um, for me, it was a relatively new holiday uh, to me, probably I don't know, 15 years ago or something. Um, but once the slaves were officially freed, there was still this huge time gap until they were, that was actually enforced and they were genuinely free. So Juneteenth, it's a combination, obviously, of June and 19th um, to form the word Juneteenth. And that's when we celebrate the genuine freedom of the slaves. I'm going to pull out my notes now. Those might be helpful. Um, so if there are any of you that haven't met me yet, I am Holly Greenidge. I was a part of St. John's Cove that came and joined with the UMC church here many years ago. And I am currently in uh, 
seminary, and I'm excited to be able to come and share with you all today. And I'll be even more excited if my notes actually open. Here we go. So Matthew 11, 28 starts with, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. And what I'm wondering this morning is, are you tired? Have you been working really hard? Maybe even working incessantly? This word um, that's translated here as weary also means toil, labor, working hard, working incessantly. So that's who Jesus is talking about. Then he adds on here, people who are carrying heavy burdens. I think between those two, probably includes all of us. And Jesus says to those of us who carry heavy burdens, to those of us who are weary and working hard, that he will give us rest. Take my yoke upon me, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. That word easy is kind of interesting to me. It can also be translated as effective and kind and useful. Um... I don't know about you, but I mean, this is a pretty familiar scripture, and I always heard it like easy. I mean, is it easy though, really? <laughs> because life is hard. There is suffering, and there is struggle, and there's really no way around that. Um, so the idea that Jesus, what Jesus is presenting to us here is a different way of life is intriguing. I think, I don't know, most of us probably approach that also with a little bit of suspicion, maybe because of how it's translated. Because will it really be easy? There's nothing that's going to take away the struggles and the suffering of being alive on the earth. But I think that there are a lot of of ways in which we make it harder for ourselves, that we take on this other yoke that is not the yoke that Jesus is offering us. So, I mean, if we're gonna have the struggling and suffering of life anyway, do we really wanna like have more suffering and more struggle? Probably not, but we do that to ourselves, don't we? So, what is this yoke that's supposedly more effective and kind and useful? Well, one of the ways that we can approach figuring this out is um, by contrasting with, like, what are the things that we've just taken on that Jesus never asked of us? And a few of those things 
would be a way of life that I would say is consistent with a culture of white dominance. If we go back to this idea of Juneteenth, how the slaves were liberated, I think that um, you know some of us might like to believe that like America is a place where slavery occurred for like short period of time and then it was just over and everything was all better. When in reality, slavery happened because of this deeper underlying thing that was like a whole culture of white dominance. Like there was a culture that led to white people being placed over people of color. And that culture didn't totally go away just because slavery did, which is kind of evidenced by the fact that once slavery was officially over, they still had to come and enforce it. And the thing that, that I find interesting that I wanted to share with you guys this morning is that there's, there are quite a few of these ways that go along with this culture of white dominance that we have taken on ourselves that are actually for white people um, and for people of every color, it's harming ourselves. Um, and so I wanna look today kind of at this contrast, like the yoke that Jesus is offering us versus the yoke that we've taken upon ourselves. So um, I have a new favorite author, which those of you who know me know that it'll probably be like somebody different next week. But for right now, <laughs> my new favorite author is Cole Arthur Riley. Um, and I wanted to share you share with you this quote um, from what she wrote. She's she was contrasting the idea of awe and wonder with um, with this idea that we're talking about this culture of white dominance. It could be said that to find beauty in the ordinary is a deeper exercise than climbing to the mountaintop. When people or groups become too enamored with mountaintops, we should ask ourselves whether their euphoria comes from love or from the experience of supremacy. For example, whiteness as a sociological force and practice loves mountaintops. Being born of an appetite not for flourishing, but for domination, it loves the ascent, the conquering, it will tell you about the view from there, but be assured that it is only the view of itself that rouses its spirit. It is about bravado and triumph. There's nothing wrong with climbing the mountain, but bravado tends to drown out the sound of wonder. Have you ever lost your sense of wonder? Just become like enamored with the climb and with getting to the top? I want to look now at the second section of this scripture that we have before us. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. They are plucking heads of grain because they're hungry. 
and the Pharisees, who are very much concerned with following the rules and doing the things, were very concerned about these people who are violating the Sabbath. Um, and Jesus points out several examples of other instances where it's appropriate to break the Sabbath in order for people to eat. But most importantly, he points out that the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. And there's um, this same story shows up in Matthew. And I love what he says in Matthew along with this, which is, the Sabbath was made for humankind, not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So I think Jesus is saying here, like, you've even turned your day of rest into a bunch of rules and regulations and these benchmarks you have to work hard to achieve. Like, I made this for you. And I'm thinking about how this rest that Jesus is offering us, um, that he talks about in the passage right before this, is a rest. It's a rest for your souls. There's a rest that we take one day a week to remind ourselves. But the way of Jesus offers us some sort of like deep rest that we carry with us through our week, through our lives a way, a more restful way of life than what we tend to choose for ourselves. So a few ways that these two different kinds of yokes can contrast with each other. Um, one is individualism. Individualism is a key element of the dominant culture. And it is in direct contrast to the in direct contrast to the way that Jesus shows us. The truth is that we don't have to do this alone. We need each other. We can't do this alone. When I function in the belief that I have to do it alone, it harms me. It makes everything harder. And then I know that I'm also propping up this culture of white dominance. And I'm carrying a burden that God has not asked me to carry. So individualism is one of them. Uh, perfectionism is one of them. And I, I'm not usually a perfectionist, but when I get into being a perfectionist, it is not pretty. <laughs> At the beginning of my last term, key moment where I was realizing this of myself is when I interrupted my husband's work day because I needed him to move a rug several inches to the left so that I could continue to study. That's one of those moments where you look at yourself and go like, is that really important? <laughs> Something's a little bit off here and it's not the rug. Um, we can't control outcomes. And that's so hard. The more we try to control outcomes, 
the more we cause harm to ourselves, we make things harder for ourselves, and we hold up this culture of white dominance. Along with this, it, in order to combat some of this, I think that it's helpful for us to remember to come with the perspective of a learner and not an expert. One of the things that is very much valued in um, a culture of white dominance is the idea of an expert. I wanna become an expert in something. I wanna find an expert to help with the thing that I want help with. So if we bring, if we all bring ourselves with a posture of being a learner, it enables us to be able to be in community. Another one is either or thinking. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about uh, this sometimes as like a binary. When we look at things as it has to be either this or this, then we, we miss it. We've got to be able to hold two things at the same time. Um, that's one of, the, one of the phrases that goes through my mind a lot is like two things can be true at the same time. We've got to be able to hold the paradox. Um, another one is the idea of judgment or the idea that there's one right way you can see when this is showing up in your life, when the word should keeps popping up in your mind. And so, you know, one of the things we like to say is don't should on yourself. Um, and I would say instead of judgment, a different posture for us to take would be to be curious. And finally, Another way that we take on a yoke of the culture of white dominance instead of the way of Jesus is when we ignore our emotions and worship the idea of objectivity. Objectivity is held up to um, an unreasonable standard in a culture of white dominance to the point that an entire part of who Jesus has created us to be is diminished and set aside. Don't insult God by uh, trying to get rid of part of who you are. God, we encounter God not just through objectivity, but through our emotions as well. God created all of us. One of the... Um, Okay, in addition to uh, having a new favorite of all the things, part of my personality, um, I also kind of rotate through spiritual practices. Maybe I'm the only one. Um, but it, it keeps me engaged because I need variety. One of the things I've been doing recently is um, asking myself, like, what do I, what does my body need? And what do I need emotionally? Like kind of take a minute to like journal or, you know, make a little task list for each of those. Then once those things are more accounted for, then I'm asking like, what is God prompting? And that's been really helpful for me. 
Um, but emotions are an important part for us to be attentive to. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, tired, toiling, laboring, working really hard. Come to me, all you who are carrying heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Not just a break. Not just one Sabbath day, but a whole different way of life that is kind and effective and useful and so much easier than what we put on ourselves. Amen. <laughs>